Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Jessie Calvert, looking exceptionally well-groomed and trim, sat in Ben's office, her gloved hands clasping her expensive alligator bag, her eyes fixed intently on her husband, who was at the telephone. It was ironic, Jessie reflected, how her relationship with Ben had changed these last weeks. He was so attentive, so anxious to please her. Once, Ben's wife would have been gratified with its development. But now her thoughts were centered on another man, a man with whom Jessie hoped one day to share her life. When she thought of Brett Cameron, Mrs. Calvert had a momentary twinge of uneasiness. She must see him today somehow. If Brett let her down now, after all the trouble she'd gone to getting Ben to take action against his daughter, well, it mustn't happen, Jessie told herself. Then her thoughts came back to the present, to Ben's telephone conversation. They don't say. Marilena. Yes, I might have known she'd want to have her finger in the pie. <laughs> you did, eh? Fine, fine. Yes, well, I'll be in touch with you in the meanwhile, yes. You're doing an excellent job. I'll be ready whenever you want to call on me. Bye, goodbye. That was Jill Craig, Jesse, district attorney. Oh? You sounded awfully pleased about something. Yeah, I'm relieved. Knowing we're going to get this thing disposed of once and for all. Craig tells me kids hearing before the grand jury comes up next week. Hmm? I see. Not that it's going to be pleasant for me to testify against my own daughter, but that's why I'm anxious to get it over with. Of course. So, you're going to testify at the hearing? Yes. Then, Jesse, you and I can get back to normal. And I must say it's about time. Ben, you were chuckling about something or other. What was it? Oh, uh, Craig said Mary Lane had been over to see him. I don't see where she comes in. What did she want? It's none of her business, obviously, but you know how she is, always butting into my affairs. It seems she tried to persuade Jill to postpone the case. She did? On what basis? No, she gave him the same story Larrabee's been handing out. The kid's on the verge of recovering. If Craig would only wait a couple of months, kid would be back to normal and so on. Well, I wish she'd mind her own business. So do I. It's not that she's really interested in Kit or that son of hers either. The whole thing is the Lanes never miss an opportunity to cross me up if they possibly can. I know. It's always been like this. I get so, so irritated. How would they like it if we interfered in their affairs all the time? <laughs> They'd have bloody murder if we ever did. They're a spiteful lot, those Lanes, Jesse. Yes, you can imagine the sort of tale Mary Lane must be circulating right this minute. She's probably spread it all over town that I'm persecuting my daughter. Oh, I'm sure of it. The way kids behave toward them, they should be glad to see her punished. Now, they hate me more than they hate kids, so... They're taking all their venom out by trying to sabotage what I'm doing. Oh, well, then, mark my word. People are going to be on your side once they know the fact. I hope so. Once everything's settled, Jesse, you and I will begin really living. I'm living right now. Oh, I mean we'll start to enjoy life the way a man and wife should. There'll be just the two of us, Jesse. I'm going to forget all about Kit. Strike her out of my life entirely. It'll be just as if I'd never had a daughter. From now on, I'm going to devote myself to you. 
Jessie had to fight back an expression of revulsion as Ben took her hand and pressed it tenderly. She made an excuse to hurry away. And a short while later, the shiny black Calvert limousine was parked under the trees outside Brett Cameron's house. Within, Jessie and her lover confronted each other. Give me a thing, darling. Oh, by the way, that's a very becoming hat. Thanks. I'd rather you took it off. You look so transient. I'm not going to stay very long, Brett. Oh, that's too bad. You know, I've been quite bored today. I never should try to read bestsellers. They usually put me to sleep. Maybe that's because you've been staying up too late. It isn't fair to blame a book if you've been running around until all hours. It gives you the idea I have been. Oh, never mind. Brett, I have news for you. Good. What's that? I just came from Ben's office. He was talking to the district attorney. You don't tell me. And? A hearing before the grand jury will come up next week. Wonderful. So we're finally getting some action. Yes. And Ben's agreed to testify against Kit. Jesse, you're a medical woman. I'm proud of you. The way you've managed this situation. Apparently, I'm more successful at managing some men than I am with others. Well, that's an ambiguous remark. In any case, Jesse, I certainly handed to you for persuading Ben to finally turn against Kip. I know it wasn't easy. How did Ben feel about it? Did he show any signs of making a last-minute about face? Why should he? Well, I was wondering whether he mightn't get remorseful all of a sudden, feel sorry for Kit, and decide to back out. He didn't worry about that. In fact, he told me he intends to strike her out of his life entirely. His exact words were, it'll be just as if I'd never had a daughter. Hmm. I trust he means that in a literal sense. I mean, in regard to his will. Once he changes that, we're really in close. You'll change it, all right. You don't know how he's been acting lately. He'll do anything I want from now on. Darling, this is it, then. From now on, it'll be our turn to call the play. Our turn, Bruce? Of course. We'll be sure of the money, our plans, everything we work for. We'll be sure, Bruce. Jesse, what's the matter with you? Oh, nothing at all. What's that sure? Don't be so feminine, darling. You've been acting peculiar ever since you got here. First, I thought I was imagining it, but now I realize something's on your mind. Let's have it, Jesse. All right, Brett. I'm nearly surprised at your sublime conviction that Ben's change of heart necessarily will benefit you. Why shouldn't I believe it will? It's what we've been working for all these months. It strikes me that I've been doing all the work. Well, with a great deal of guidance from me. We've never been able to do that work alone. Even so, there's no guarantee I'll decide to share whatever I gain with you. What makes you so positive you'll get a slice of the cake? It's simple, Jesse. I happen to know you're in love with me. Maybe you oughtn't to be too sure. Sometimes a man makes a terrible mistake taking a woman for granted. You ought to know that, Brett. Don't make the mistake, Brett, that just because you think you've got a woman right where you want her, you can start having a good time for yourself. Oh, I'm beginning to get the idea now. <laughs> ben must have told you about seeing you with Larry. He did. <laughs> Not that I give a hang about you sitting around in cheap bars with a cheap entertainer like Mr. Vaughn. <laughs> Jeffy. Oh, don't let me down. You know better than to use that sort of tactic with me. What sort of tactic? Well, this head-tossing, schoolgirly, see-if-I-care approach. It occurs to me you're taking a very offhand position, Brett. From what Ben told me, you and Mr. Vaughn make a veritable picture of bliss. Sitting there in the circus room, smirking at each other. If you want me to admit it, I will. Frankly, I'm very much irritated with you. And not a little contemptuous. You want to step out on me, I should think you could at least have chosen a woman who's my equal. Oh, good Lord, Jesse. Considering everything that's happened, I feel I'm quite within my rights to question your carrying on a flirtation right under my nose. 
I'd have said that under your husband's nose. I can't imagine why Ben took it into his head to gossip, anyway. He wasn't gossiping. He happened to mention casually that he'd been introduced to Lily Devon. The fact that you were with her was quite beside the point. Oh, I see. Well, my dear, the whole thing is nothing more than a tempest in a teapot. My having cocktails with Lily was the most casual thing in the world. Well, I can imagine. Well, surely you don't ask me to live an entirely solitary life. For months now, you've been practically the only woman I've seen. Well, what's so remarkable about that? Except for Ben, you're the only man I see. And your life is considerably richer than mine is at present. I've been going stale, Jesse, waiting for something to happen. Well, I don't like this waiting any better than you do. Believe me. I know you don't, Miss Wheaton. And according to what you've told me today, we won't have to go through much more of it. That is, if you follow through, now that you've got Ben in the proper mood. Just get that world changed, darling. Then we'll have nothing more to worry about. But they mustn't expect miracles, Jesse. I'm not the sort of man you can keep waiting indefinitely. Jesse Calvert recognized the threat her lover was making. If she didn't get action very soon, he might decide to entertain himself with someone else, with blonde Lily Devon. And there was nothing Jesse could do to prevent him from carrying out the threat. For she was, after all, still Mrs. Ben Calvert. Her hands were tied. Worried, Ben's wife told herself she'd better hurry through with their plan before it was too late. 